0: Hello and welcome. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have special guests with special mood that help will help you to succeed and will help you achieve more. Uh, just because I know she's special, welcome. It's Elizabeth Lewis. Hello, Elizabeth.
1: Hello, guys. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful introductory. Well, I can't believe we happened
2: to get you on our podcast. I mean, you are amazing oh my
1: gosh, no, that's so kind. Thank you. No, what you guys are doing is amazing. And and just a little bit I got to learn from you before we started recording like that. That's amazing, inspiring.
2: Well, thank you so very much.
1: Thank you. So, Elizabeth, I know
0: you help a lot of people and uh, your website. Oh, by the way, our dear listeners, I will mention it later again, but you can find a link to Elizabeth's website in the description to this episode. Well, just look at her photo and you will want to work with her elizabeth so how you help people to change to shift that mindset and to start achieving things they believe are impossible right now
1: yeah so the way i do that is first is encouraging people to figure out where are they hindering themselves like with with their thinking right like we have So 90% of our thoughts are the same every single day. That's kind of disturbing in my world. So every day, I'm going to think about 90% of the same stuff that I thought about the day prior. Here's the sad part. 85% of those same thoughts are negative. No. No, negativity, not, not a great thing in life at the end of the day. Yes, they're there. So it's really learning your automatic thinking patterns, which are known as like thinking traps or cognitive distortions. And then it's, it's, it's trusting yourself. It's developing that relationship with yourself to like yourself and love yourself and believe you can do whatever you want to do. Like Lucy and Jim, like have you, when you were a little, little boy and little girl, was there something you really, really wanted to do? <laughs> I know I wanted to be an actor. I'm not a very good actor, though. <laughs>
2: I want to be an FBI agent.
1: Ooh, yeah. What about you, Lucy? Well,
0: I wanted to be in international business, and I'm, that's what I'm actually doing.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome. But but do you remember when you were a kid, how, like, not doing it never crossed your mind? Like, sucking at it never crossed your mind?
0: Well, it maybe crossed my mind. I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> I come from a relatively small town, and... Uh from not an international environment yeah. and people there locally are not, you know, they work differently and businesses work differently. And that's actually what
1: got me irritated and started thinking that I don't want to work that way. <laughs> but, there you go. but it it wasn't, you can't do it. It was just, oh, I don't want to do it like this. I want to do it differently. Like my, my point is there is like when we're kids, we can really believe in the impossible so much better than as adults. And so some of this is like tapping into that, that desire, that passion, that vision, because at the end of the day, like whoever you admire, they're humans, they make mistakes. I don't believe people are better than each other at the end of the day. I think if you can really learn how to be a humble person, it's easier to encourage people and it's easier to like visualize stuff because you'll naturally be a little bit more optimistic. And when you can just imagine doing things, that that's like where everything starts. In fact, I'm a research freak. I just love researching. Um, and in all of my years of reading the articles of like visualization, did this? Here's the report. What I've come to find is that there's usually a one percent difference in doing a task and visualizing a task. That's pretty huge. Yes. And so when I work with my clients, it's let's get really clear on who the heck you want to be. Let's just draw a line in the sand. If you could be anybody, who would you be? And let's start to create that person. And then let's start to identify the thoughts that that person's gonna need to have. And then from there, you can start to identify what are the thoughts you have and where do you need to go? And you can almost identify the gap. Like I'm someone who came from like a really messed up childhood. I was always told I couldn't do anything and that I sucked and that I was ugly and that I was fat and that I was stupid. I heard this like every single day of my life, which is funny because by the time I was 15, I was a professional model. So it's interesting how the cookie kind of crumbles sometimes. And I just remember being like, okay, if, if, if I really want to be something great, how can I start to love myself and like myself in a way that just is always being the best cheerleader? Because, you know, sometimes when we're kids, we allow the words of other people to put us in bondage, same as when we're adults. But just because someone says you can't doesn't mean that's true. You get the final say. And you have to have that courage and that self-belief in yourself to move forward and then identify all those people who can help move you forward. I mean, I've, I've seen people um, heal from MS before through just using their, their faith. I've seen people, actually, I've worked with a company and in four years, we got them to a billion dollars, all doing just mindset and being really, really strategic in the strategy. I mean, the world is your oyster. We just have to start experimenting. And we have to prune out all of that dead fruit inside of us because that's what's going to keep us from reaching our dreams. It's that fear. It's that toxicity that grows weeds.
2: Well, you hit on a great point from the standpoint of the workplace, for that matter. I mean, there's so many problems, employee engagement, absenteeism, and all these problems. But they occur because people think so little of themselves. That it's always the other person when the enemy is always us.
1: Oh, well said. I know. Don't you love blamer language? I love the person who's everyone else's fault, but the, but theirs. it's like, really, I didn't see the gun to your head when you did that. I must've missed that moment. And you're right. And I I think another part too with businesses is it's all about like, get the data, get the numbers, do this, do that. But, but people make up businesses. So when we remove, when we remove that humanistic quality, we, the whole thing falls apart. So it's like, how can you lead and how can you create diversity and how can you create a culture where you actually see the person in front of you? And then how can you do the work to make yourself like yourself? Like, we, I think we've all heard the same. You can't love yourself. You can't love someone else more than you love yourself. But so many people don't really want to do the work. And almost in like mental health in America, you know, we're, we're getting away from the stigma, but it's almost like it stops there. Like, it's okay if you're mentally ill. No, it's not. Do something about it. Fix yourself because only you can do it only you can.
2: So that's where it all comes back to. Right, you. It, it, it comes back to us, our own personal empowerment, right?
1: Yes, yes, and you need something bigger than yourself. Like uh, in 1960s, the self-esteem movement went on in California, and then in 1999, it really grew big. So understand that like self-esteem and self-empowerment isn't an end in itself. It's just trusting yourself that you can figure it out. But how can you have something bigger than yourself? How can you have a faith system if that's something that maybe acknowledges your your interest? Or how can you create a community where there's belonging? Because the, the, the issue when you make it all about yourself is you become the center of the world. And when you become the center of the world and you hit failure or you don't meet your expectations, you become inconsolable around that failure. So how can you continue to believe in yourself but really serve other people? Like if your mission in life is to make a lot of money, you have a really terrible mission. Like, so what you want a lot of money and, and then what, right? Like, what are you going to do with that? Like, we've all heard about the millionaire. who's lost all their money, but it does come to yourself and it does doing, and and it comes to doing the work. Um, I've been a therapist for a few years now and a mental health, mental health, a mental health coach for the last seven years. And all therapists can do and coaches can do is really create the space for you to do the work, but you have to do the work. They can't do it for you. A few, um weeks ago, I had a professional athlete come in and, and she wanted to talk about suicide ideations and you know stop dealing with it. And it was funny because she's like, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And I was like, okay, that's not going to be true, but okay, we'll, we'll play that game. And in the first session I met her and I was like, okay, well, you have some bitterness. You have some self-hatred. You have some anger that we've got to work out. She's like, I don't have any of that. And I'm like, that's exactly why a therapist can never tell you what to do because until you agree that there's a problem, you can't move.
0: Mm -hmm. That is correct.
1: You can't. You need to see
0: the problem, right?
1: Yeah. And it's learning how to use your brain for learning and not just entertainment, which is what so many people do. You just want to be entertained. You know, sometimes life sucks. I think we can all agree that life is going to have hardship. Life is going to have suffering. But you can bring more suffering upon your life when you just are passive and not doing anything to make yourself better. So one of the best things you can do in really reaching for the stars and moving forward is developing positive goals. So much so much negativity in the world will encourage you to like just create goals, but how you set up those goals are really important. Positive goals would be like, I'm moving to the country for the peace and quiet. A negative goal would be like, I'm moving to the country to get away from all the noise. And it's funny, it doesn't sound like a big shift, but that huge shift actually changes the way the brain's gonna show up to the table. And so part of what I do is I help people balance their brain out so that it works for them and with them versus against them because we can develop over overworking areas in our brain that actually hinders us. So it's getting really clear on who you want to be, what you want to do and then creating that congruency to move forward. It's like so simple that it's difficult.
2: Excellent.
0: So, Elizabeth, there is a common uh, belief and saying that uh, the important thing is first thing is to accept yourself. But on the th- uh, other hand, as you said, when there is mental illness, it's not okay. You need to do something about it. And I do believe it's same with many other things. Like, for example, if the person is obese, you need to do something about it, right? Yeah. So what will you say regarding this? acceptance which part of our, ourselves we need to accept and how we need to lo- how to learn to separate what we accept and what we improve.
1: Mm, that's a great that's a great question i think you have to learn how to accept all of yourself um there's an old proverb that says to have to walk in agreement to move forward so if you're not in agreement with yourself then you're gonna have self-conflict you're gonna have hatred you're gonna have self-rejection and so you don't have to like yourself. You just have to accept it. So acceptance is really just choosing to let go of the control, to let go of wanting to fix the situation, to be more ideal for yourself and just seeing, seeing it as it is. I can use a personal example. I should have died from an eating disorder a few years ago. And, um, I didn't, thankfully, obviously I'm here. Um, but I, I had a hard time years after like accepting the fact that is going to sound super stupid. So I know this, but accepting that I had a stomach. I had anorexia bulimia. When you have anorexia, you just like don't want a stomach. You just want to like, you know, remove that part from your body, which isn't real. And I hated having this eating disorder. So I was like, okay, I have to accept that I have a stomach. I hate that I have a stomach and I'm a big athlete. I like to work out. So in these moments of where I want to like reject myself because I had a stomach, I would just sit there and I would kind of get comfortable in that discomfort. A lot of us don't like the somatic sensation of discomfort. So I would sit there and I would just get comfortable with it. And then I would objectively think, okay, what am I doing to help like get my stomach tighter or what have you? And I would go through that list and I would just sit with it and just learn how to befriend it. You know, it's like that colleague that you hate at work, but you're going to have to work with. So you have to learn how to like them. We have to do that with ourselves sometimes and it's hard, but only you can do it. And then when it comes to like, where do you want to improve? I'm task oriented. I like quick wins sometimes. I think quick wins really help us kind of create that momentum to move forward. It's identifying like what are some of the things that you could kind of just jump to 1%. I hate how hard society is society is on themselves, right? Like 1% improvement is still an improvement. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. So it's celebrating that small win. Like if you win an extra hour of not eating when you really wanted to eat for that comforting, well that then then celebrate this. I think we have like these unfair um, expectations of like, oh, I'm 100 pounds overweight, overweight and tomorrow I'm going to be 100 pounds thinner. First off, if you can do that, like you will be a billionaire in life because everybody wants to lose weight, it seems like. <laughs> but it's pacing yourself, and it's really having that self-talk and figuring out what that deeper root is. For instance, a lot of times when people are overweight, it's because they have they've self-hatred. They're, they're in self-conflict. And where do we receive love when we're babies? Through the mouth. So then you self-soothe and it produces serotonin and it makes you feel good. So what's the real issue? Deal with the real issue and that can actually lead you to acceptance. And then that can put you on the path to improving. And then you're going to feel like you have more control versus just avoiding it, which just brings more suffering. Well, that's impressive. (laughs) My goodness. I almost
2: want to applaud you for saying everything you did. That was just
1: (laughs) You guys are amazing. I
0: love your energy. A lot of a lot of thinking for our listeners this week. It, it <laughs> is. I mean, I'll be playing
2: this later on for myself because I I like. Well, it sounds silly. I like your cadence. I like the fact that uh, that you had such. And I use this word a lot. Passion. Mm. You know, there's a there's one thing that sets people on fire, and you you're showing them a little bit how to do it themselves,
1: which is really good. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. You're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. If you don't learn how to like yourself, your life's going to suck.
2: <laughs> so I can imagine now, which basically what you're saying, if you had a manager or someone at work that had a this self-hatred that so many of us carry around without knowing or admitting that we have it, you, no matter what the company policies are, you can become detrimental towards uh, the employees, the ones you supervise, a chip yeah. on your shoulder. All kinds
1: of things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that negative bias is really gonna go out. And what's worse is you might project yourself hatred on that innocent employee. And you might then mm. cause this horrible domino effect that now they're gonna spread that negativity. I mean we're all connected as human beings. And if you don't believe that, then you've never sat in traffic. Just one person making the wrong decision <laughs> screws us all over. It's that simple and it's that frustrating. But, but you're right leaders really need to learn how to lead the personality that they're that they're interacting with they need to learn where their biases are ultimately it's like being a therapist for a team or or i really think it's more like being a a step parent to all these kids that you just you know got through the marriage in this case it's working but but you're right that self-hatred is a huge blind spot and we have to find a way to to heal it. And usually self-hatred comes in because there's a breach in your spiritual life, maybe as a kid, there's a breach in a relationship with others, or there's a breach with yourself. And it usually falls into one of those three arenas, and you have to do the work to repair it. And you have to learn how to love yourself. And that's just changing the dialogue, which is super hard and super simple all at once.
2: My goodness, I highly recommend our. our our listeners to go to elizabeth lewis's website and work with her because this woman has a a passion and enthusiasm and the right skills and abilities to help you
1: yes thank you thank you and i hope you guys keep listening to, to 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 this podcast because jim and lucy they have an amazing cadence and their smile and their warmth it's it's just oh my gosh i feel like i could talk to you guys all day
2: well thank you very much
1: so yeah. our, our dear
0: listeners, please go to Elizabeth's website. It's elizabetelewis.com. You can find a link in the description to this episode. Well, I feel like our usual format 10-15 minutes is not enough for this guest because I want to sit here for hours, but we must go. And before we go, Elizabeth, is there any exercise or any, anything that our listeners can try this week in order to start shifting their thinking to improve their lives?
1: Yes. In fact, I'll give you two. Number one is if you want to figure out what your negative thinking tendencies are, go to my website. There's a free quiz that scores you on 17 thinking drafts of the most common negative ways of thinking. The second thing can radically change your life. Unfortunately, many people don't do it, but I'm going to tell you it. Write your ideal self in the present tense. Remove all constraints. You have all the time, all the money, all the skills, everything you could possibly need then read that ideal self to yourself every single day. Think about it for at least an hour a day. And in 180 days, you'll have 90% improvement to either knowing how to get to be that person or you'll be that person in that area to some degree. It's fascinating. I've seen people do it and there's a radical transformation just being intentional with your thoughts. Excellent.
2: That is amazing. More questions? I better not.
0: (laughs) That is amazing wise. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. It was great pleasure having you here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your hospitality.
0: This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy.
2: Follow our podcast.
0: And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.